Welcome to the Letters to the Beloved podcast. I'm Jake Spencer, the pastor of Grace Chapel, Knoxville, and we are thrilled that you are joining us today. You are listening to the audio from a video series that myself and other members of our church family record each week as we walk through God's Word together. Our hope is that the living Word of God would come alive in your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit our website at gracechapelknoxville.net. May you be blessed and encouraged today. And now, beloved, welcome to the conversation. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to talk to you guys today about what it means to be a disciple. So we're moving into week two of our New Testament Bible reading. We're in the second half of the book of Matthew this week, but I want to go backwards to last week. Um, On Sunday, we had a a wonderful worship gathering. We had an outdoor worship service. It was great. We prayed together. Um, We united as a church family. Man, it did my heart well. Um, But we didn't actually do kind of a full-blown sermon. It was more focused on, on worship and prayer. And so we didn't really talk much last week about the book of Matthew. And I believe there's something essential that we need to discuss from Matthew chapter 4. Now, to lay the groundwork for this, one of the core elements for our church um, is is the need for all of us to be disciples. And that's a word that gets thrown around a lot in the Christian community. Um, Be a disciple. We're making disciples. Our church is all about that. Our organization is all about that. You know, individually, I'm committed to being a disciple. But if we don't define what that is, if we don't have a clear target of what a disciple is, we might think we're all saying the same thing and we're really not. And so Jesus makes it very, very clear right at the start of his ministry what a real disciple is. And he defines it in his first call to the very first disciples. He comes across in Matthew chapter 4, Um, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, these guys are out fishing, and as they're coming in from a day of fishing, he looks at them and he calls them to himself. And so check this out. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, really simple verse. He says to to Peter and to Andrew, and, and in a few moments, James and John as well, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, I will make you fishers of men. There's three basic things in his invitation. And in that invitation is the clear definition of what Jesus intends for a disciple to be. And so I want to encourage you guys, hang with me here for just a couple minutes while we look at these three aspects of what a disciple is. And then don't just get this information in your head. I want to encourage you to consider your own walk with Jesus. Maybe you need to grow in all three of these areas. Maybe there's one in particular that the Lord will highlight to you as we're talking about this, that you realize, God, I've not really been a disciple in that way. And then friends, as we are going through the New Testament together and we are learning from Jesus and we are asking him to teach us, guide us, disciple us, may we let him speak to our hearts about what he's calling us into as followers of him. So here we go, three basic components to being a disciple. The first thing is Jesus says, follow me. And that might seem really basic, really straightforward, but friends, it implies a living, active relationship. Following someone means I know them, it means I'm around them, and it means I'm letting them have power and influence in my life. 
they are setting the course for where I'm heading. I, I fear that all too often in our Christian circles, we are trying to get Jesus to follow us. Jesus, here's what I'm interested in. Here's where I'm going. Here's what I would like to do today. Here's what's important to me. And then we want him to come along and sanction our um, purposes, our direction. That's not what a disciple is. Jesus is not our co-pilot. He's not our buddy. He is our Lord. And so a disciple is someone who says, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow your agenda, your plans. But not just a list you give me. You invite me to follow you as you navigate through this day, through this world. And so a follower of Jesus is someone who has purposed in their heart to have a real relationship with him and to let him be in charge. And so Jesus, I'm going to follow you. Now, if we were to look ahead in the Gospels and in the book of Acts, we will see that part of what Jesus intended for us as followers is that we need the influence of other people. And so he was there in person and the disciples were following him. And then he told them to go and make disciples. And so he intended for other people to come around, his disciples that he had groomed, and to learn from them. Discipleship is about relationship. It's life on life. It's Paul saying, follow me as I follow Christ. And so friends, while we are meant to, um, to foster a very personal relationship with Jesus, we were never meant to do that on our own. Following Jesus means having relationship with other followers of Jesus. And so as iron sharpens iron, we learn from each other. It kind of puts meat on the bone. It puts flesh on the bone. And we can see, here's another person, imperfect as they may be, striving to follow King Jesus. I'm going to be around them. And so friends, I want to encourage you. If you intend to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus, purpose in your heart to follow him, and purpose in your heart to get around other people who are imperfectly but faithfully following Jesus. All right, so that's number one, follow. The second thing, and this is one we would love to, to neglect and we don't like to talk about, but it's the process of change. It's the process of transformation. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you. He's going to make us into something. He's in the process of changing and transforming our lives. Now, friends, we cannot change and grow if we neglect, number one, following him. Because then we're trying to change and grow on our own. We're striving with our own will and our own effort. That's never what he intended. He said, follow me and I will make you. God is the one who changes and transforms our lives. He does the miraculous work of making us new. He refines us. He, sharp, he cleans off the rough edges. But he makes us a whole new creation in him. And so he's doing an incredible transformative work. But friends, we have to participate. We don't have to be the driver of it. We can't produce the change in ourselves on our own, but our job is to cooperate. Our job is to yield in obedience and say, Jesus, I'm following you, you're in charge. And as you highlight areas in me that you wanna grow, I'm willing to say yes to that process. Friends, a follower of Jesus, will change. We will. 
if we're truly in relationship with him, our lives will reflect that more and more over time. Now, change happens in fits and starts. We struggle along the way, we stumble. There's the up and down roller coaster of following him. But the general course of our life as followers of Jesus will be people who are being transformed. We're gonna look more and more like him. And that leads us to the third thing. And friends, this is a vital part of being a disciple. And I fear it might be the most neglected one in most church circles, and it's this. Followers of Jesus are on mission with him. He told those guys, follow me, and I will make you into fishers of men. You are gonna be with me bringing other people into the kingdom. Friends, a disciple is not just someone who has a personal relationship with Jesus and who studies their Bible a lot, who grows and learns and their character changes and develops. Then we go, awesome, I'm enjoying this little thing Jesus has done in my little life. No, no, no. He intends to change us for his purposes so we can be a light and an influence to a world in need. Friends, many of you have, have learned to follow Jesus and you've grown in your relationship with him and he's producing godly character in you. Friends, he wants us now to take that and influence the lives of other people, to encourage others to follow him and know him and be transformed by him. Friends, if, if we don't realize that part of being a disciple is to go make other disciples, then, then discipleship stops with us. Growth stops with us. But you and I are here today because of other faithful men and women who followed Jesus, were transformed by knowing him, and then shared that life with others. Friends, my hope as we read through the Gospels together is that we would experience the real living Jesus today, that we would learn to follow him, that we would allow him to change and transform our lives, and that we would join him on mission to impact the lives of others. Moms, that's you at home with your kids. Friends, that's you with your neighbors and your close friends. It's you with your coworkers. It's the random person at the grocery store. Guys, we were meant to influence this world, to bring light in a dark place, to bring the hope of Jesus to a world in need. And that's what disciples of Jesus can do by the power of Jesus in us. Friends, I love you. I pray that you'll continue to grow as a disciple of Jesus and that God's word would come alive in your hearts this week as you read. Have a great week and we'll see you soon, friends.